Question two, the environment. Yes or no? No, it's junk science. Two words, condor attack. Don't want that, gotta say no. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 3, Decision 3012. I long for the the days of 3012 when everything seems so simple. Yeah, we're almost there, buddy. Will we ever get there? We've only got, uh, you know, 990, like, what, eight-ish years? Something like that. I, I, I'm, if that math was I think even it's, remotely correct. <laughs> I think it's like 993, because it's seven years since 2012, and then my... I don't, I don't 1, know. I don't care. Go, oh, okay. <laughs> I went from being very inclusive <laughs> of your idea to being like, screw it. I don't care. No joke here. Bye. Yeah. I. There are it, no jokes here. Yeah. Jokes is not I going do it to live. Jokes is not going to be in the room for this podcast. No, I, you know, <laughs> I think probably the best way to get there is a time machine because it's a pretty instant tra- uh, traversal. Sure. To 3012. What about. Uh, freezing myself in a cryo tube well i would say that it worked for fry and so it'll probably work for you but i can't guarantee it that's true yeah that's a good point the guarantee is important to me because it was it was so we were so innocent then you'll make it there alive or your money back well it's the only way i'm gonna make (laughs) it there alive so um so yeah there's time machine there's cryo tube there's living to be a thousand something years old. I don't want that in the slightest. Um. Uh. Sorry, I just got very distracted by the idea of running a vampire game that takes place in the future because they all live to be very old. And like, what would vampires be doing in the year thirty twelve? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't anticipating that. Neither was turn, I. But ne- I think this neither is the, was I. I think this is the best place for us to go. Okay, so vampires and uh, uh, abandon whatever stupid thing you were saying. Oh, it was dumb. So good. Abandon it. It is gone. Abandon all stupid things, ye who enter here. So, <laughs> vamp- vampires, vampires in the year thirty twelve. Okay. So. They, I mean, they still can't go outside in the daytime. Sure. But there are flying cars. Yep. So that balances out in some way, I guess. Yeah. Um, what would vampires even be doing in 3012? Like, because right now, right, the vampires that are a thousand years old today. Yes. This cohort of vampires. Were born in 1019. Correct. Right. So they were listening to all sorts of classical music for many years. Sure. Um, and they witnessed the invention of industry at large. 
Sure. The Industrial Revolution. They saw all that happen. Mm -hmm. They... They've seen all the information age. Mm -hmm. They lived in a world before Hamilton, and now they are Mm post-Hamilton. How do they deal with that? Future vampires will always have had Hamilton. So that has to come into play somehow. I really like this... um this this positing that future vampires will always be in a post Hamilton world because it's true and also nonsensical. Um. So, do you think <laughs> that future vampires Kay. are still making Hamilton references in thirty twelve? I think it is passe at that point. Okay, because I think it's gone that usual like that ebb and flow of oh it's so cool oh that thing oh it's so cool again oh that thing again okay you know, that kind of okay. like. Like how the 80s are cool again, kind of? Yes. The 80s are cool again. Um, which... But in 10 years, they won't be cool again. So live it up while you can. Exactly. Put on the leg warmers. Let's go. Do you think that future vampires, like 3D print cool vampire things? Like, do you get like 3D printed fang extensions to really just prove that you're Ooh. like a badass vampire? Yeah. Um, and they're functional. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think that there's a question of form versus function that we're still asking in three thousand and and twelve because of we we see a lot of fashion in in Futurama certainly and I'm assuming mm-hmm. that the world that the vampires will live in is very similar to the world of Futurama. Futurama is prophecy, so yes, that's exactly. what thirty twelve is going to be like. So uh, I see there being a lot of fashion, but a lot also things that really help. So you know your your iPhones, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a bit of both, and I think the the fang extensions, as you described, are both form and function because it helps you suck that blood a little bit better, and that's what you eat. Okay. Now I don't know if they eat human blood because of some of the the different laws that have been passed in the last thousand years. I'm assuming there's some. So 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 wait, you're saying that in in the time between now and 3012, yes. vampires will have become known to humanity and they will have their own set of laws. They will be known to humanities, but they will be uh, 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 persecuted like like the mutants of the X-Men. Okay, okay. So they will be the in v- hiding V-men. and they can't... Yeah, uh-huh. the V-Men. Okay. And they can't eat human blood because okay. that is illegal. Okay. So they have to get by on cow or chicken or... Uh, uh, caterpillar blood. So I was going to say, so the same flavors of medication that my cat gets, but then you threw in caterpillar and I don't think they make caterpillar flavored medicine. Not now. Um, not now friend, but we're, we are starting to eat bugs. Follow up question. Yes. Yes. Uh, you in the front row, uh, Mr. Ben, I believe when you are a vampire in the future, me, Mike, it just the the, the general the, you. the general okay when you are a vampire Blurg. in 3012 and it's me i'm a vampire you travel into space i'm a space vampire is your food <laughs> that accent is awful go ahead is your food freeze-dried blood like mm-hmm. like the astronaut ice cream like the the astronaut food that's just like all this you know like weird gross sure. space food is it and you rehydrate it and then it's like a it, steak is it blood like packs like that or do is it do you get like actual blood because i have a feeling right like the problem in space is you let a little bit of of food or whatever go and then just blobs off and you don't want a whole bunch of blood floating around the iss yeah you don't like, want blood crumbs no, exactly. I, I get you. But at the same time, we've seen in, in uh, Futurama time, because again, prophecy in 3012, uh-huh. 
uh, they don't seem to have that problem anymore. They they go through drive throughs and eat their uh, fishy joes. Okay. So I don't think that's a problem. So I think you take the full blood pack, no freeze-dried on there. Okay, follow-up, follow-up question. Okay, yes. You, um, mentioned, you, you again, Mr. Ben, in the front. You mentioned fast food places. Yes. Since vampires are acknowledged and have their own laws about them, do they have fast food blood places where you can just drive up in your spaceship and be like, I would like uh, uh, 32 ounces of type O negative. And then like you just get this big gulp full of blood. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> I are, are. Do you like it or not? It sounds like you are leaning towards this is a horror movie instead. Well, so I said 32 uh, ounce I said you did call it a big gulp. So I said big gulp full of blood. Yep. And then (laughs) then oops, I hate it. Then it took a moment during (laughs) which you answered the question to the best of your ability. And then once it registered, (laughs) once once it registered what I had said, I became very disgusted with the idea of a big gulp full of blood. I understand that. However, as as a vampire, as you do. Uh, this is not outside the norm for me, and me being the royal me. Sure. So I'm playing. For those of you listening along, I am playing a vampire character. Blood. On today's episode, the role of Mike will be played by Count Dracula. <laughs> Blood. Okay, I think that's all my questions I have about space vampires. Um. So it, unless we have any other questions from the uh, Associated Press, I think we'll be calling this uh, press conference done. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, let's go back to your podcast in 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 progress. So anyway, Forgo- I forgot the word progress. So anyways, Bender kills everyone. Oh, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's talk about decision 3012. We've we have stalled enough. We've stalled enough because we don't really want to talk about this one. Um, Look at that. Another political future on episode we barely want to talk about. So it starts out, we get the normal uh, Futurama intro, Yep. but the uh, ship is about to fly away from the screen it always crashes through. It didn't switch to an old uh, cartoon. mm -hmm. It just says, free beer with an arrow pointing down, and Bender's like, oh yeah, free beer, 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 like he just says beer a million times. And then he crashes the ship into, into the free beer sign. Jumps out of the Planet Express ship, uh, just like plummets through all sorts of uh birds and infrastructure yeah and hits the ground and comes out and he's like give me a free beer please and and isaac's like sure thing after these 800 people and yeah so it turns out that the free beer stunt is a campaign rally for richard nixon who is running again for uh the presidency of earth and um uh, Nixon's like, hey, does everybody like their free beer? Yeah. Because it'll never run out. Uh, and and Isaac's like, we've just run out of beer. And it it's actually not true. Uh, Bender has redirected the, uh, the he's kind of cut the the tap and put it, poured it directly into his mouth. He's just getting so full on this beer. And so at this Nixon rally, uh, Nixon... Uh, is uh yeah he's like so who's tired of illegal space aliens taking jobs Mm. and then he promises to build a giant dyson sphere around the solar system to keep aliens out which 
and also cut taxes for the rich and use the poor as a cheap source of teeth for aquarium gravel. Which uh, it's all it all feels a little bit too on the nose here in the year 2019. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, huh. Which. So because the, huh. the interesting thing is, uh, so I was watching this episode and uh, Sarah, my girlfriend, was in the room and she was like, man, nothing, nothing dates this, um, this episode quite like calling Richard Nixon the worst president of all time. And I was like, yeah, but also he's calling for like basically building a wall. So it, it's not, it's not so dated actually. Yeah. It, it's strangely prescient I have uh, from other, 30, uh, from 2012. I have other problems about b- referring to Richard Nixon as the worst president ever because Andrew Jackson existed. Ooh, good, good call. <laughs> I, it's not funny. <laughs> you but know, at the same time, you, I, if I'm not laughing, I'm going to cry. In a strangely uncharacteristic move for Back to the Futurama, here is a real fact about what? presidents. Um, You're talking about real facts? In this episode, we talk so much about vampires? President Richard Nixon created the EPA. And so the reason why uh, cities are are not like coated in smog all the time and the mm-hmm. reason that rivers in Ohio liter- aren't literally catching fire anymore is because of Richard Nixon. So you know what? He did a, he did the occasional good thing. I I think Richard Nixon is possibly charitably discussed as a mixed bag. <laughs> also, the, Andrew Jackson. <laughs> yes. Like uh, not even the current moment, but Andrew Jackson was a horrible person. Absolutely. So that was your guide to presidents by Ben and Mike of Back to the Futurama. <laughs> Only really two presidents. Your guide to bad presidents. <laughs> Some bad presidents. Also, I do want to point out, though, that his plan is to specifically build this sphere around the solar system, mm-hmm. to keep aliens out. But canonically, some aliens are from Neptune. It's true. And Mars. He, he, he wants the, the in solar system aliens but okay just the, nothing from outside right. the solar system okay it's it's a uh, a metaphor for how we it we uh we choose some immigrants to be good and some to be bad got it sorry okay. that was real that was you know literally what? real you know what you know what though here's the thing when you are having an, an a futurama episode where he's talking about illegal immigrants even if it's those immigrants are from outside the solar system it's gonna get real yeah this is this is not the episode you wanted if you wanted some goofiness we cannot avoid like we try to not be political on this show however uh it's slapping us in the face just like when we had um the episode ahead in the polls Mm -hmm. like when futurama gets political we kind of got to get political but i feel like i don't remember ahead in the polls being this nakedly like ahead in the polls was mostly let's make a lot of references about richard nixon right like um they went to watergate and stuff like that let's go to watergate let's reference his dog checkers instead of hey you know this horrible hellscape let's talk about that yes so he he promises that if he wins he's going to build this dyson sphere um and and tax the rich uh uh, no uh uh tax cuts for the rich Uh uh-huh and Cheap, um, cheap sources of teeth for aquarium gravel. Fry is cheering at this, and Lila's, Lila's like, "You're like, not rich." He's like, "But someday I might be rich, and then the people like me better watch their step." That 
wasn't satirical at all. <laughs> it I'm I'm sorry. Like I, again, <laughs> it was again too real. Too real. Um, like this, it's like I I know you're trying to be funny, but it doesn't play well anymore. But see, but see, or here's, did it even? Here's the thing, though. Usually, I give Futurama guff for being bad at satire. I feel like they are finally getting satire because the thing is, they are talking about these political issues and they're doing it pretty head on. Yes, um, very head on. And having Fry be like, yeah, I'm dirt poor now, but the reason that I should be taxed wow, out fair. to Wazoo and rich people should get a tax cut is because someday I might be rich. That's a good point. And there are a lot of people who have that sort of mentality of like, but, you know, because this country is like, I pull myself up by my bootstraps. Yes. Everyone can be rich if they just try hard enough. And so I think this is the first time I have seen Futurama do satire that's a good point and actually kind of stick the landing that's that's a good um, point i i didn't really recognize that that's fry saying the usually unsaid thing because i've 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 read so much about like yes clearly this is what people think i'm like okay that's just supposed to be the what's unsaid so yeah you're right meanwhile in apolitical news bender explodes with beer <laughs> there's nothing political about that who doesn't want free beer so yeah, he has drank so Except much. Except for those that are sober. Mm -hmm. uh, cheers to you. And he, by cheers, I mean here's a water. He has consumed so much beer that his body explodes. And then back at Planet Express, uh, Bender comes in. He's like, good news, everyone. Professor's like, what? As though no one else can say that yeah, catchphrase. It's his phrase. I, I will say it's very effective. Because they've never, yes. I don't think they've ever done it where it's not him. Cubert uh, uh, has, but Q he was, he's a clone. He, I think he's allowed mm -hmm. to say that. I he think, inherits that right. And I think Amy has before, but in the professor's voice effectively. Right. So, but it's never been a non-scientist. It's reserved for scientists and scientist clones. That's it. No one else can say and it. Here, and here Bender is just flaunting his good news for everybody to see. He comes in and he's like, I fixed my body using these Nixon bumper stickers. Also, he really wants Richard Nixon to win. Uh, Lila's like, why do you want that? You can't even vote. And uh, I don't remember why. Uh, Bender says that Nixon passed a law that ex-cons can vote again as long as they vote for Nixon. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's not a great joke. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I love a good joke about, you know political corruption so and this is when he when leela says he's the worst president in history and alternate history and i still i wrote into my notes uh, you know andrew jackson <laughs> welcome to the the uh dragging andrew jackson podcast he deserves it he does so leela is really incensed by this and she's like no you know what i've always avoided politics but this year i want to make my i want to get political and i want to make my voice heard and so she goes to debate 3012, which is the <laughs> 3,012th debate of the 3012 election year. Which that felt the most true thing out of anything. <laughs> I, I will point out before we go to the debate that everyone's like, yeah, I guess I'm going to vote for Nixon. And Zoidberg says, I'd rather stick with him, evil maniac. I know. Thank you. Uh-huh. Which is, again too real i'm trying not to be depressed about this episode yeah it's, so. it's hard this is a difficult episode to watch even even back when in context it was probably not easy to watch i mean we get into some obama stuff later which you know 
So yeah, it was is rough. So at this debate, Morbo is asking the questions, and the first question is, will you pledge to reduce taxes while simultaneously reducing the deficit? I believe he says somehow in there. I believe you I believe you are correct. As some editorialization by Morbo. Everybody pledges to it, except for uh, somebody named Senator Travers. Uh, he indicates that taxes pay for everyone's needs, and everyone needs to pay their fair share. Everybody but Leela boos him. Oh, yeah. It is not a popular position. Mm-hmm. I do like the second question of the environment. Yes or no? And yeah, they're <laughs> like everybody except for the senator are like, no. One person up there in a very obvious Sarah Palin reference is just like, we have a saying up in Alaska. That's all. <laughs> I mean, it's that that I I was like, that is pretty funny. Senator Travers is like, hey, w- these are really important issues. They can't just be uh, uh, dissolved down into just yeah. little sound bites. And then like the next guy is like uh, environmental kabam or like some stupid. Enviromite. Oh, Enviromite. Yeah, that's what he says. It's, it's so Envirodale that it's hilarious <laughs> to me. I love the Envirodale joke in, in community. I imagine we'll get to it, but I love that joke. Uh-huh. It- <laughs> 100% that's what I'm ex- I'm excited for for Back to the Future. I'm a presents a community podcast. Just the Envirodale joke. Yeah, I love it so hard. But yeah, he it, Senator Travers is booed every time because he starts to cite reputable scientists. So this the the uh, Lilo's kind of just sad about it and heads to Tra- Travers for President HQ, which used to be a 1-hour hot dog. Because if think People will wait for things that are good. Um, you know, I don't know that I've ever had a hot dog I'd be willing to wait an hour for. That's a fair point. <laughs> Maybe that's why like, it's formerly a one hour hot dog. Like I'm trying to like there's definitely some food that like if you were like, OK, you can have it, but you got to wait an hour. Mm-hmm. There's food that no matter how hungry I am, I'd be like, OK, cool. Like your lasagna. Uh huh. I'd wait for an hour for that. Uh huh. I mean, I it cooks for an hour, so I literally have yeah. to wait an hour for it. I mean, I'd wait an hour, at least an hour for my wife's pulled pork. Mm-hmm. It takes twenty four hours to make. See, so, yeah, see. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, or like some amazing sushi. Like, oh yeah. Like there, you know, there's a lot of great food. I would wait an hour for. Mm. Not I, a hot dog. I cannot fathom. Like, I don't know what the best hot dog I've ever had is. I couldn't name it off the top of my head. But I'm willing to say that the best hot dog I've ever had, I will wait approximately five minutes for. That's still a long time for a hot dog. That's I'm assuming this is at a ballpark waiting in line. Yeah, sure. Like it is it is basically like four minutes and thirty seconds waiting in a line, and then thirty seconds of exchanging money and then being handed a hot dog mm-hmm. and then a, a couple more minutes of getting back to your seat and unwrapping and then shoving it directly. no i just eat it right there okay it's fair fine. point yeah well not even dressing it just not even gonna put stuff on it You're just gonna like shove it in your face with the yeah, foil put, on it put, put some stuff on it okay so okay. there's at least 30 seconds okay. there so five minutes and 30 seconds is how long i will wait for a hot dog i really like how i'm gonna just pick this one thing to like <laughs> nitpick over it's very good um so it it uh, headquarters is kind of dark and she kind of like i'd like to volunteer and then somebody's somebody's in the dark attacking posters of travers and lilas tries to get them to stop and it turns out it's senator travers he's just he was so disheartened by this debate that he is just ready to quit 
And she's like, no, you just need to figure out how to make your campaign hip. I mean, look, I posted your speech on Facebag, uh, which I kind of love as mm-hmm. a... Uh-huh. I prefer it to Facebook. It's true. Uh, me too. Political. <laughs> so um, she's like, I posted your speech on Facebag and it's getting a lot of good results. Uh, 10,000 views, which is more than most water skiing squirrels get, which I find difficult to believe. It's true. So I follow the Double Clicks, the band mm-hmm. on, on Twitter and they're on tour right now, and they posted how they were uh, in the same place as a water skiing squirrel. Nice. And people were literally asking them if they were with the squirrel. <laughs> so I'm going to say most skiing, water skiing squirrel videos have to get way more than 10,000. Yeah. Way and also more. way more popular than probably most politicians. Apparently more popular than like a band. Like See exactly. People bands are more popular than politicians. It's just people how it works. come out for the the water skiing squirrels. Stay so like, for the double clicks. Exactly. Double double clicks featuring water skiing squirrel opener. I'm surprised that water skiing squirrel isn't the head. I mean headliner. You know. <laughs> I I did Water Skiing Squirrels featuring the McElroy brothers. <laughs> And the McElroy brothers featuring Weird Al. Weird Al featuring Senator Bernie Sanders. The funny thing is I can see that happening. Which is weird. So. And yes, we've got Weird Al into this episode. You did it. Congratulations. So. um, You know about sports. (laughs) Let me just shoehorn everything I love into this. So Leela says that uh, we just need to conceal your intelligence in a hipper, dumber message. And uh, at this, he decides to hire Leela as his campaign manager. Uh, this is when we get an election montage. Gonna need a montage. We did not have an, a montage last week, I don't think. We've, we've been... Uh, I mean, I, th- I think I wrote down a montage. It didn't really turn out to be a montage, though. Huh. Like, there's... Uh, I, I wanted Bender's looting to be a montage, and it wasn't. Yeah, it was very quick. Um, either way, uh, this one has a, uh, an interesting voiceover from Linda and Morbo. Um, where Travers is at a flash mob in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simul dining, which is an amazing concept, in 250 diners at once via hologram in New Hampshire. I do like how he's like, this rest- uh, this pie from this restaurant is the best I've ever had. And then he goes to take a bite and nothing gets on the fork because he's a hologram. It's very funny to me. He wins the South California primary handily due to his cameo appearances in Everybody Loves Hypnotoad. Which, by the way, South California having its own primary. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's canonical because in Bending in the Wind, there's SoCal and NorCal. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. I forgot about that. Yep. It, it's canonical that California has split. It may be future as well in real life. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe vampires control Northern uh, California. That would explain so much. They don't want Southern California because it's no, too, too sunny. sunny. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they're not up here in Oregon and Washington. You say that like they aren't here. Is one behind me right now? I can't see because <gasps> I only look through mirrors. No. no. <laughs> Hold on. It took me a minute to figure that what that <laughs> sentence was, but no. There's a mirror up there. Let me hold my hand up. <gasps> no, where is it? So, uh, okay, that's enough. <laughs> 
Enough foolishness. Let's get back it's, into the future. It's not often that we're like, okay, no, that's enough. This joke is 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 bad, and it should feel bad. Um, <laughs> so yes, there is a there is a whole montage of um, him. I do like like the idea that Super Tuesday is Eurasia, Australia, and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Those are the primaries on that specific day. Mm-hmm. It's it's very U.S. focused until it's like Eurasia and Australia. Yeah, the big whole continents, whatever. Uh, that's why it's Super Tuesday because Australia is a big continent. I, I I think the combination of Europe and Asia is also pretty big. <laughs> so, uh, yes. So they get to the convention, the Thundercrat convention, and which I love. Good. Very I didn't much. I didn't see the political party, so I'm it's glad you such uh, a great political party. I want to be a Thundercrat. If Travers is the the nominee, I want to do that. Thundercrats go um roll out so wait that's a different thing so uh they get to the thundercrat convention i like how it's set up like a beauty contest and so uh the the everything's all like basically tied up and so it all comes down to this and so the you're right it's sort of a beauty contest because they've all got like sashes yeah um and so uh mr greenland gets runner up uh so unnamed just mr greenland mr greenland so he'll take over in the event that the uh the main candidate is found with a dead girl a live boy or some sort of sexy ghost i don't think that if you're found with a sexy ghost you you necessarily need to be removed from office no absolutely not i think being with a sexy ghost is totally fine as long as the ghost is of age and consenting exactly and we never see if uh, Travers has a, a, a wife or, or a partner of any kind. Mm-hmm. So I don't see a problem with a sexy ghost. Exactly. I think sexy ghosts are fine. I think the Thundercrats are being too conservative here. I think so as well. Uh, I'm team sexy ghost all the way. Hashtag team sexy ghost. Not hashtag team Jeremy though. No. Jeremy is not a sexy ghost. Because he always ruins my pottery and that's not sexy. <laughs> it's not sexy, Jeremy. So, uh, learn from the sexy ghosts, Jeremy. So Travers wins the nomination. Work on yourself, Jeremy. Travers wins the nomination. (laughs) And he is from the nation state of Hawaii. Now Leela's like, now everyone has to get involved, uh, because we really need to beat Nixon. But meanwhile, Bender is working with Nixon. Uh, he advises Nixon that the only chance he's got is to to defeat Travers is to Use filthy lies, dirty tricks, and good old Quaker thuggery. That means Bender's the best guy for the job. I do like how Nixon asks if he's wearing a wire, and Bender's like, I'm 40% wires. He's 40% a lot of things. Uh, So Bender breaks into Travers' headquarters, and he starts filing through, or he starts rifling through all of the files in the office. He starts with N for nude pictures, and only finds a Nobel Prize. Uh, he then goes to A for adultery, and it's a straight A transcript from Harvard Law. So, yeah, he's having a real hard time finding any dirt on this guy. Uh, and then at that point, Travers comes in. Hey, what's that rifling sound? And uh, so he looks around and doesn't find anybody. So then he goes into the restroom, and Bender is pretending to be a urinal. Uh-huh. Two other urinals are out of order. And... Uh, so yeah, Travers just comes in and you know, he he you hear a sort of a zip sound and then it immediately cuts. 
Yeah, he two. pees though. Uh, he does, but you you only really you get the zip sound and then it cuts. Yeah, but it is heavily implied and then confirmed later. We go to a strip club called the Evening Nudes. Yes, <laughs> I thought I thought I made no, a typo. No, no I'm typo like, no, here. Wait, that's actually okay. <laughs> it's this is fine. I li- dang it autocorrect. So um, <laughs> I love that. I'm sorry. That's so funny. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm glad my failure can entertain. I'm sorry. It's, it's, but it's not a failure at all. Um, it's not even close to a failure. It's hilarious. So it cuts to a strip club called The Evening Nudes, which, first of all, I love as it's a strip a great club pun. name. It's very good. It's a great pun. So Bender sets up a camera because he wants to catch Travers going into the CD club, uh, but he doesn't really get anything. He just gets uh, himself going in and out of the club 13 times. A record for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only thing that he gets is, as Nixon puts it, quote, you did manage to get a tremendous urine sample. Which Bender does not want to talk about. Understandable. <laughs> uh, but Nixon does give him one last chance. And Bender goes goes to talk to an informant at a Parkinson's snitch uh, named Big Throat. It's Hedonism Bot. Hedonism Bot reveals that there's nothing. He, Travers is as clean as a freshly waxed buttock. And, and then they have a weird, w- weird <laughs> conversation about licking the ear and, but hedonism bot doesn't have a tongue and right. Bender doesn't have an ear. So what, what it was any of that? It's a good joke. I think, I mean, yes, but it's like, well, wait. <laughs> uh, so it cuts to the white house and Nixon is watching a squirrel on a telephone wire. Just being like fall, fall. Damn it fall like he's he's waiting for this squirrel to fall to its doom it's comically evil it is there's no reason uh uh-huh except for remember hey hey our version of nixon's super evil like there's no redeeming qualities here bender comes in and he's like i can't find anything on this guy um there's just nothing unusual about senator chris zaxar travers and so uh then they're like well wait Zaxar sounds kind of alien. We'll start a rumor that he's an alien. Uh, we'll make him cough up his Earth certificate, which. So I will. I will say I'm going to weaponize my size in this episode. Uh huh. I will say that Earth certificate is a pretty good pun. Yes. For a thing that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a fair point. Um, At one point there is a description of this as an Earther controversy which Uh i was like oh no so this is very obviously uh not even it's not hiding not even thinly veiled it is very obviously a reference to uh obama and uh the the made-up controversy that i was born in kenya a future friend of the podcast former president barack obama uh uh-huh because um travers is from hawaii yes um there's the whole like let's pretend that he he's from an alien not from here because then he can't be president right and later we find out that travers was born in kenya which is where the whole obama birth certificate thing came from and so it's a it's it's a little rough i i i i have problems with things but we'll get to those so Either yes. way, we are uh, at a town hall. Bender, uh, Travers gives an answer, and then Bender's like, "Were you even born on Earth?" 
says obviously uh, he was, but you know. That's... And then Bender starts asking for the Earth certificate, and uh, this kind of flusters Travers. And Fox qu- apparently quote unquote news uh, asks <laughs> some additional follow up questions about the Earth certificate. Uh huh. So um, again, it is it, it's strangely relevant in 2019. Yeah, it's uh, um, uh, this is when uh, Leela and Travers are talking about releasing it, but. And Travers reveals he was born in Ken- Kenya, but don't look for my Earth certificate. Uh, we did skip over a joke. I really love okay. where sorry. Go ahead. Bender is like, only people born on Earth can be president. Isn't that right, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? And he opens up his compartment and Ruth Bader Ginsburg is in there and she says, you Ruth Bader believe it. <laughs> Which is a thing I can never, ever, ever imagine Ruth Bader Ginsburg saying in never, real life. Never, ever. Um, but I enjoyed it. I feel like even the suggestion of, hey, could you say this? She'll be like, get out of my office. Travers doesn't want Leela to look for his Earth certificate, <laughs> uh, but doesn't really explain why. He just says, uh, you know, please don't do this. Leela decides to instead just break into the, the hospital mm-hmm. in Kenya where he was born and get the Earth certificate. Yes. because Well, also a mob shows up and breaks the front window and demands it. And Leela asks Bender why he's sabotaging. Um, and and I didn't actually write down why. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, <laughs> Bender is just being Bender, I guess. Yeah, something about Nixon, I'm sure. Uh, Leela's like, okay, we have to go find his Earth certificate. And Fry offers to come along. But so does Bender. Bender wants to come so he can show that he can put divisive partisan politics aside to participate in a break-in. Classic Bender. Classic Bender. Got to uh, break into things. So they go to Kenya uh, to Our Lady of Patriotism Hospital. I have a lot of problems with how <laughs> this portrayal of Kenya. It, yeah, like all it's of a sudden. It's very stereotypical. All of a sudden they're in Africa. And so it's like they use a giraffe to break into the second story. Like um, the Night Watchmen are warthogs. Uh-huh. There's, it's in a jungle. Like there's, it just seems so stereotypical. It is not the best sequence that ever happened um i will say that well good thing there's an episode around it that's oh no so um it's uh, the thing i wrote down is it's not subtle it's not subtle at all yeah we in this country have an unfortunate problem with thinking that the rest of the country is just you know all backwoods uncivilized everything and I'm not here for it. Yeah, so, it's pretty gross. Um, and uh, so they break in and they are trying to find the Earth certificate mm-hmm. and they don't find one. Yeah, there's no Earth certificate, even though that he's uh, Lilo's found the file. And this is when Travers confronts them. And so we find out that the file has something that says that his mom was just admitted to this hospital uh, but there's no Earth certificate in it, and so that's when he reveals that he's he he is born tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He is not from another planet. He's from the future. Uh, he was sent from the year thirty twenty eight to make sure Nixon doesn't get elected because of the horrific events he'll set in motion. It all starts with Nixon's pledge to build an alien proof fence around the solar system. This causes the economy to collapse without the alien labor, causing starvation, desperation, despair, and rioting. Then, this to feed people, Nixon started creating Soylent Majority out of the working class. It's a pretty good pun. It's very good. 
Uh, then, because there was no working class, the robots took up the menial labor and rose up in revolt, led by B.B. Rodriguez becoming ruler of Earth. Bender's like, wait, B.B. Rodriguez? I know a robot named that. Wait, I'm named that. <laughs> uh, yes, that's, it's a very good Bender line. Um, this is uh, humanity went into hiding um, and located in a Xerox copy of a time code, the same time code from Bender's big score on Fry's ass. It is kind of convenient for Futurama now that they can just be like, yeah, this time code got put out into the world. So now anytime we need any sort of time travel, we can just bring it. I think it's pretty neat, though. I like it a lot. Um, Mankind entrusted Travers with their last suit and tie and sent him back in the past to be raised by his grandparents, get into Harvard Law and defeat Richard Nixon. And uh, so, yeah, we we find out all of that. And Leela gets the idea that to prove that Travers was born in or on the earth, uh, they should live broadcast his birth that is happening tomorrow. I feel that this is a hard sell to the mother. Um, yes. Also, I find that solution interesting because like, it would be weird to be like, you know what? I'll prove he was born here. Here's a live video of his birth. And also, he's a time traveler. He's from the future. Like, somehow everybody just believes this when they were previously like, we need hard evidence. And now they're just like, oh, yeah, no, he's totally from the future. That's definitely him being born. Clearly, this all works out. With a camera just shoved right up in there and like, that's... Marvel was reporting from the pelvis. uh Uh-huh. And there's a lot of people watching this live sequence that's got to be uncomfortable for a lot of people i'm i'm uncomfortable and i didn't watch it i mean i watched the episode but not the actual like we didn't see much of the live streaming this is where i really appreciate that this show is not family guy because you know oh that family guy yeah would have had a a on air yeah fox like live like actual fox presented episode where it just cuts away but then on the DVD release, there would be a uh, a long sequence of like uh, animated childbirth, yeah. like right just watching all the gory details. And I'm like, no, I don't need that. I don't I don't need to see an animated version of that when I'm just trying to watch a funny show. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, though. Yes. Uh, so we would like to thank the creators of Futurama for not giving us that. We would like to thank Futurama for not being Family Guy. Thank you. And and also, anytime you go a little bit more Family Guy, we do uh, roast you on this podcast. So just remember that when you... Wait, they've already finished all the episodes. Just remember that when you come back somehow. Yeah. And it's all thanks to us and we're heroes for <laughs> reinvigorating interest in Futurama. I really like the idea that we will reinvigorate Futurama and then we'll be like, oh, wait, we have to do the podcast more. No. Mm-hmm. Just... I mean, if they keep putting out more episodes, we'll just have to be doing this forever. So if you want more Back to the Futurama, write to your friendly uh, <laughs> Futurama writers to get this show back on the ground. For a moment, I thought you were going to start uh, write to your local representative to contact the Futurama writers and make them write more Futurama. I mean, you could do that, too. Your local representatives are going to think you're idiots, but that's fine. That's, uh, that's you know, that, that could be fun. Yeah, that's between you and your local representative. <laughs> Uh, 
so yeah, um, we get. Oh, I mean, even though we don't get the gory details, we do get the the newscast where like Linda's like, "Oh, the the candidate's uh, crowning." Yeah, oh, he, like while there's no like gory visuals, there is some challenging concepts. It's a weird thing for a live newscast, including when Travers is holding himself, which feels like a paradox. It kind of does. But they don't seem to care at all about it. Um, but uh, all the people watching are like, yep, that's definitely him. He's got his own eyes. Like, Which is kind of funny. Like, I enjoyed that line a lot. It's pretty good. So now that everyone is convinced that he was born on Earth, uh, uh, we go to the results of the election and Travers wins. And so he gets, uh, he gets really excited and he's... He thanks Leela for, uh, he, he says, you stood by me and exposed my private medical records, even though I asked you not to. Uh, and then he gets up to give his acceptance speech. And um, as, as he does this, Bender's like, eh, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, nothing's going to nothing, change. Nothing's going to change. Uh, Lee's like, how could you say that? I mean, and, and, and I was thinking the same thing because it's been a while since I watched this one. Uh, because it's like, literally, we know that Nixon's win is going to cause major problems for Earth. But Bender's like, just watch and learn. Mm-hmm. So as he's giving this speech, he sort of starts phasing out of existence. And then he disappears and all the signs with his name on it just blank out. Um, and then Bender explains that because now uh, the robots never take over, so they never send him back to win. So he never comes back. And so, you know, Nixon wins now. It's politics 101. Mm-hmm. I do like the concept of now Nixon wins again. So shouldn't we be getting Travers back? And then uh-huh, it's, it's like a a circle of I have, I have no idea how to resolve this. I mean, Futurama already has built in that the time code fixes itself. Oh, that's so right. So I have to assume that like he phases out and then Nixon wins and then in this new timeline, like Travers dies somehow because the, the time code corrects itself. That's true. It's a paradox free time code. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I don't have any other notes for this. Uh, so Nixon ends up running unopposed. And so he's reelected in a close landslide. Mm-hmm. That's how I would describe it as well. And um, uh, Fry's like, wow, it really doesn't matter who you vote for. Uh, and then they can't even remember the name of the, the senator. Like, he's just, he's blanked out of existence. And they didn't even leave that room. Uh-huh. And then it closes out with Nixon being like, Nixon always wins. And then we get credits. And that means that it is time for... Grades. I am tired. <laughs> like, the moment... I, 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 I know I tweeted about it, and I, I tagged back to Futurama, but it was like... The moment when there was a offense, I just sighed so heavily. I am, I, I I feel like, you know, what what was it? Seven years ago at this point, God, it feels like an age, a, uh-huh. a, a lifetime. Um, but it it's it's not different enough now that I feel comfortable. Like, oh, look at that weird thing we did back then. It's like, no, this is, we're still talking about some of this stuff. So. Right. It doesn't feel to me um, like I, I. it's it's hard because you're right in some of the satire hits, but it's just not entertaining to me. Um, I think it's 
I, I I'm having a hard time really describing how I feel about it because I'm just so tired of all of it. <laughs> sure. It's 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 I I come to Futurama for goofy silliness, and this one didn't have enough for me. Um, it's an I mean, without the kind of dog whistle stuff, like it's fun and interesting if it wasn't so like, let's play on today's politics. If they'd stuck to the, some of the stuff of like apocalypse, apocalyptical stuff is kind of like out there. It wouldn't have been so like immediate negative to me, but I think it's tied itself to that. And I don't, I don't, I, I just I, I had a bad taste in my mouth the moment I started watching the episode and it's like, well, I'm kind of out on it. So I think I'm going to give it a C minus. OK, because um, again, it's not it's structurally sound. It's and there are even some good bits. And I think uh, some of the references are OK. It's just for me, it was just like, oh, boy. Um, So I think I, I do think it's interesting um and i'm i'm sure i could go off on a whole like side tangent about what it all means that a lot of what nixon was saying is still happening and relevant in you know because it was you know this was uh it's not uh, that long ago yeah this was made in 2012 and so you know i i think it's it's interesting that like you know building a, a wall to keep aliens out like you know stuff like that is it's weird that it is still relevant. And I think that probably says something about politics on a deeper level that I'm not going to get into on this podcast because this podcast is not about that. I would also sound like an idiot if I started talking about That's fair. a lot of politics because I am kind of one. Um, That's true. I am also that. <laughs> so I think I think that part's interesting. I agree that, like, you know, I, I'm... Uh, I, I also sighed when it was like, okay, building a wall. Okay, whatever. Um, I, again, we tried to avoid politics, but I think anyone who's listened to this long enough uh, realizes probably how I feel about things like building walls to keep people out. I'm against it. But aside from that, I think the biggest problem with this episode is that I don't think Futurama ever needed to hit the birther conspiracy like i get that you know it was happening at the time and futurama occasionally tries to get into like let's be topical and and um you know it's i i think the part about you know the things nixon was doing specifically um like I said, I think that sort of speaks uh, a bit more to politics in general. Sure. Whereas being like, okay, let's make these very obvious references to um, the Obama uh, birth certificate um, uh, uh, conspiracy thing. Like, I would have been happier if Futurama didn't decide to go so direct, like very obviously sure. direct. Like. There's no reason to have have this character born in Kenya without it being like, huh, we're making fun of this like thing. Right. Um, I just wasn't that impressed by it. Yeah, I don't think it, it aged well. Yeah. It it I don't find it very funny. That um, whole section didn't feel yeah. funny. It was more like we have to hit these notes. And yeah, I mean I think I think that's the big thing about when Futurama tries to be topical, is it's got they they've got like a checklist of things they yes. need to hit. And they manage to hit all of those but they don't always do it with much grace right um yes. and so i think yeah 
probably give it a, a I'm going to go with a C minus as well. I don't think it was the worst episode. Um, but you know, it just, it feels so dated now. Yeah. And I, I'd almost be interested to see if it comes around at some point, if it, if for whatever reason, the, the political landscape changes in the next 15, I, 20 years, I mean, and we'll come back to it and see if it's any different. I think, I think maybe, because I think once you get far enough away from stuff like that, right. I think it becomes just another weird thing that a show is doing. Like, sure, maybe if, you know, you really know history and you know, okay, well, this is talking about this very specific thing. You can on that sort of uh, historical level be like, hi, I get I get the joke. Um, And if you don't, then it's it's just like another weird thing. Like, oh, yeah, Earth certificate. That's a funny thing. Like, like, I I, I wonder if you know what if we look at ahead in the polls when it was created versus this episode to the same number of years away if that if it ages actually surprisingly well yeah i mean maybe but i i just don't know because we don't have that context uh-huh but you know only um what seven years out like it didn't it's not aging well now i'm yeah i'm just not into it but i wonder so. if it it turns a corner maybe if, but again who knows what the political landscape is going to be in 10, 15 years, let alone tomorrow. So I don't want to think about it. So in the meantime, Same. you can email us and tell us what you think about this episode. If we were way off base about this one, or if you agree, or if you just think that, you know, Futurama is funny and not about the politics yeah, or whatever. Or talk about whatever you want. Yeah, you can do that a lot of different ways you can email us at back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at back to futurama you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash back to futurama we are on spotify and apple podcasts so find us there rate us review us subscribe and and send to your friends maybe not this one but some of them i don't know i think our episode was fine we talked about sexy ghosts oh i did forget about the sexy Uh ghosts please you know what yes let's send to everybody so we can all think about sexy ghosts Uh uh-huh please tweet at us what you think the sexiest ghost is oh that's a good question Mm -hmm. Hmm. so we want to get some sexy ghost conversation going here we want the sexiest of ghosts exactly so we should do a twitter poll once we get some sexy ghosts Okay, cool. Uh, we should get historical hotties in on this Ooh. Um, because they know a thing or two about sexy ghosts. Co-brand uh-huh. some sexy ghost footage. Yeah. Footage? Ex- yeah, let's do it. CGI. Um, let's get some sexy ghost CGI happening. Sure. Anyways, uh, I got nothing else. So <laughs> Me neither. I guess that's going to do it for us this week. So uh, until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.